Good morning and welcome to Filtered. It is Wednesday. It's our third episode. Uh, I'm here with Jamie Heaslip. Uh, we are talking about meetings, everything to do with meetings, how meetings should work, the type of personalities in meetings, and then certainly how to facilitate meetings in this new digital world where we're not all together. Um, Jamie, I don't like meetings. You? <laughs> um, depends on the meeting. It, de- it depends on the meeting. So one, the biggest thing that I've learned in the last year of leadership is not to conflate value with what's hardest for you to do. So sometimes what you find the hardest feels like it's, it's what is most valuable to a company or what's most important. What I find most difficult, because I'm naturally an introvert, is a relaxed brainstorm setting or a relaxed meeting setting where everyone just heads into the room and we're all shooting ideas and it's it's really relaxed and you're supposed to be really creative and then now because I'm the leader I'm supposed to have amazing ideas and I start to panic. Just because I find that really hard doesn't mean that that's of value. So what I can actually do is structure the meetings so that there's a very clear deliverable um, that introverts feel like They don't have to be creative on the spot that they've had time in advance to prepare some ideas and that everyone knows their role, how they're going to deliver their ideas. And it's a nice structured environment with time to work by yourself as well, because being a team player is so uh, highly valued now in corporate society and everyone's hustling and everyone's networking and you want to be a team player introverts are very important in the working environment too and Susan Cain talks a lot about that so I'm really interested in structuring meetings to facilitate introverts personality yeah. strengths well it's really it's really interesting you talk about that because I mean if anything what, what like I mean my takeaway there is that like for an effective team in a meeting and an effective meeting you need uh, diversity you need um you need people of different personalities. You need people from different perspectives, uh, different walks of life, different skill sets. Uh, and I think that gives a really well-rounded uh, approach to a problem or a strategy session or whatever the outcome is, depending on the session. Um, but when I, when I started thinking of this, I started thinking of... Uh, I started thinking of like, like there's a, I'm doing a, I'm doing my exec MBA, right? And a lot of conversation popping up in this and a lot of conversation popping up in my, my, my client sessions is talking about this VUCA world, which is, you know, um, a world that is kind of volatile, uncertain, complex, uh, ambiguous. And that kind of has a knock-on effect on certain meetings, you know what I mean? Um, because it's very hard to plan. I think people are kind of finding that right now in business. But, you know, what you can do there is use a little CIA tool. It's like, okay, what can you control? What can you influence? And what can you, what do you have to accept? Um, you know, accepting that the world is different. Um, and this has major impl- implications. So, you know, you might have to shorten strategy timelines and turnover times and stuff like that. Um, and kind of re-examine your, your kind of uh, organization agility to, to adapt to your point. But really, I think to start an effective meeting, you've got to have a really good agenda and know what that meeting's about. And then, you know, like you said, communicate that across early to the team. You know, we can use Google Docs, all sorts of different things. We have shared documents. So everyone's fully aware of what's popping up on the agenda. Um, and, and just on that, making sure that you know what, you know, you have Slack, you have Teams, you have Zoom, you have all these different things, but making sure that each um, each medium 
is used for a certain thing and not kind of blurring the lines between them all. I think that will help coming into a meeting mm. uh, and in the meeting. And then like just, you know, even basics when it comes to the agenda, having, you know, if it's at nine o'clock, start at nine o'clock. You know what I mean? Um, we used to have this thing in, in under Joe Schmidt's tenure that um, if you're five minutes early, you're late. Right. So, and, and now that he took that at the extremes where he actually started min, uh, meetings by 10 minutes before they were meant to start. Um, because everyone was, it, everyone just got in the habit of being there five minutes early because he would start at nine o'clock on the dot. And if, if you turned up at nine o'clock, you were late because that's when it was actually meant to start. So maybe something like that, just out of respect for people's time because of the dynamic of people working from home. Um, and then also having, if you share that agenda ahead of time, um, give people the option to opt in or opt out of that meeting, depending on if they actually, it's a, if it's a value to them or are they bringing value to the meeting? Um, mm. And that's, that's, that's kind of what started popping into my head. And then etiquette. I mean, I'm sure you, you have some takeaways on, on etiquette when it comes to all these different Zoom meetings. Etiquette, it's funny you say that because it's something that the love and the, the company is really young and quite casual. And now that we're all at home, we're not, you know, hinged to the same, you know, every, I don't know if everyone has their feet under the desk at 9am every day. And I don't really mind because everyone's hitting their targets. Everyone's working beyond capacity and in the private sector and in a small digital startup, I know that they're working until nine o'clock at night. So there's no nine to half five in our business. So the meetings are really crucial to punctuate the day. And it's kind of a moment where we do all come together. And I know mm. that everyone's at the desk and I can see everyone. So we had, because that's the kind of nature of the business and we have a lot of salespeople who are out and about and um, going for coffees and meeting people. And um, there was people dialing in in the car um, to a meeting or there was, and we kind of said, right guys, let's actually just make these times every week, the times that we're all yeah. sitting at the desk, and then we said, right, let's do video on. It took me yeah. a few weeks to get to the point where it's a rule because, <laughs> you know, it feels a little bit arbitrary, but actually it's not. It's so hard to speak to a group of black squares, yeah. um, particularly when you're doing kind of, a, a, we do a Monday morning town hall, everyone together. Um, and when there's a few black squares there, you're not seeing people's body language. Um, when the Zoom camera freezes, to be, to be really practical, you don't know whether someone's still speaking or whether their camera has frozen. Uh, so we do camera on, we uh, do Zoom, we do feed under the table for three set meetings a week. Yeah. But I'm adamant that we always look at reducing the number of people who are in a meeting. And that goes even for standing meetings. I'll go, if today, if this week is a mental week for shooting video, the two video guys, it's actually not 100% necessary that you're there yeah. at that time, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's really important to give people that option um, and have certain meetings and, and, and know the purpose. Like you could have a town hall, which is a bit of a like, you know, this is what's going on big in the company. And, it, you know, that depends on the size of the company, right? You might have to do that as a, as a maybe the bigger you are, maybe that only happens every, you know, in your QBR, for example, mm. or something like that. Uh, or those kind of weekly action reviews or war meetings, you know, and maybe it's just your kind of close team as such um, or your sector or whatever it is. But you're right, making sure that you have a handful of meetings that are consistently kind of rolled out, but then just on them. Um, and you talk about introverts and extroverts and, and different people with different personalities. I think a really good trick sometimes to do is actually just rotate the roles. You know what I mean? So 
who is hosting the meeting essentially um you know who's leading the meeting who is the moderator who is the timekeeper who is um taking notes and and kind of communicating the actions and commitments at the end of it and um, and rotating those roles it might be uncomfortable at first but it'll just give it'll be a great way of bringing new people in and um, so they learn how the cadence of the meeting is um for others maybe they're an extrovert and now the next thing they have to take notes they have to take a bit of a seat back and you know so it, i think rotating those roles is a really good way of of rounding out the different personalities and giving people different opportunities and yeah it's so important. I mean, because when you're working with the same people day in, day out, and you've the same standing meetings every week, yeah. it becomes an echo chamber. You hear the same people speak, you hear the same people that are good at ideas, the same people, and there's nothing new. There's, we're not hearing from the quieter people. Um, a really funny example is we've one guy who started with us in February. He, he was super, he was so good at puns. So anytime we're trying to come up with a name for a campaign, he was in. <laughs> and then when we identified that, we said, right, you're the pun guy. So we're all going to come up with the campaign. Then you're going to come in with a pun. He hasn't come up with one strong pun ever since we said it. Because it's so, it, it just becomes a different, you, you know, it's so important to change it up and make sure yeah. that the quiet person takes the minutes. They'll probably have a fantastic pun or yeah. they'll have an idea for the name of a campaign. So while you're reducing the people in the meeting, also change the people in the meeting. Mm. Um, but for me, for those introverted people who really struggle to kind of speak and, and have their ideas in advance, I'll nearly reach out to them separately, say, look, if you could talk about X, Y, and Z in today's meeting, that would be fantastic. But again, don't conflate being loud with being you know, the employee of the month. Mm. It, it, if you're not allowed, and I remember being very quiet when I started in the workplace and feeling that that was a very, that that, that was um, something that was going to stand against me going forward. If you're quiet, but you do amazing work on your own in the corner with your headphones on and you come back with a super idea, that there is an absolutely a place for that too. And there's a strength for that too. Um, but the meeting is a nice place for everyone to kind of come together and and find their their groove within the, the organization. Yeah, and, and like the 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 leader, I suppose, whoever the leader is, has a responsibility to make there is a a shared allocation of time for people to speak. Yeah. And you know, I think somewhere I read that that is a pretty big indicator of um effective kind of communication in teams is that everyone's kind of given an allotted time to speak or voice their opinion on voice. the leader makes the decision at the end of the day and everyone buys in but if you have everyone getting their say in it at least they'll feel part of that decision process mm -hmm. and 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 they will voice their opinion all that and sometimes you know that would be hard to pull it out of people but i think you have to have to try and do it um you know and the other thing that kind of floated away at me is is you know especially in these kind of meetings where like i'm like you like you said like have the video on have the audio probably on mute is probably the best thing but uh, have it on uh, the video on but it's very hard obviously to read even with the video on emotional cues from people because you're not in the room with them it's very hard to pick up on the body language and kind of be the the uh, the air in the room or if there's any spark so um, try and remove that emotional bias or that emotional kind of decision making which isn't the most rational at times um, and when issues pop up just so they don't you don't kind of come off um, 
your the main point or agenda of the team, have a thing called a parking lot and just agree with everyone that like, okay, we're going to put that in the parking lot. That can be AOB at the end, or we'll take it offline. And just so you can, you keep momentum going um, in the meeting. The other thing as well was the type of goals. Cause I think every meeting should have actions at the end of it. Not too many actions, but just in terms of the type, like everyone's heard of smart goals, which are specific, measurable, attainable, um, relatable and time specific. Our fast goals, which are uh, frequently discussed, uh, ambitious, specific, and um, what's the last word I'm looking Can't for? Oh, I'm gonna have this is gonna kill me. What is it? Transparent. Transparent. Everyone kind of knows what it's about. Um, you know, don't have wishy-washy goals, basically, or wishy-washy actions, because you need that to be held. You need accountability, which is another really good trait of high-performance teams. And you need uh, accountability and commitment to those goals. Yeah, that's us, Jamie. I think actually in the digital world, the, the digital meetings actually facilitate more structure in the way that you're speaking yeah. there because you're muted. You have to unmute. It's very much your turn to speak like past the pencil case. So we're mm. not just hearing the loud voices or you know having a melee of noise anymore. It is more organized. And if you apply those kind of th strict rules and say, right, we want these really tangible actions at the end that are small, that are doable, that, that you can get that sense of achievement because they'll be done by next Tuesday um, rather than the loftier ones, then I think that's probably effective. That's us. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. No worries.